Hey guys, welcome back to the second episode of today's triple header for 350 episodes we hit. And thank you all for 6,000 plays. Hey, Sam. Thank you. Thank you. And it's almost anniversary. It's possible that there could also be another triple header on that day. Anyways, let's hit the NASCAR agenda. More like NASCAR.com, because it was only seven hours ago I did my last podcast. Okay. Daytona Beach, earliest racing days. Ooh. Before races took place at Daytona Beach, there was a processor of qualifying events as driver to spec beam time and re- in time records. In 1904, Barney Oldfield ran the measured mile on Daytona Beach in 43 seconds, driving the number two Winston Bullet. Winton Bullet. Consider this the infield in Daytona at Daytona in the 1920s. Large crowds showed up as drivers attempted to set speed records on the sand. And in the 1920s, a mechanic was also part of the picker and one of his main draw was keep watch over extra tires, fuel, and oil. While marketing was born this about the same, cold, upstairs, too. marketing was born about the same time as racing. This is a 1905 Beach Public the photo arranged by the city of Daytona Beach to illustrate the width of the sands. And Labor Day was a Daytona Beach event, and long before it was a Darlington Raceway tradition. Joe Littlejohn, number 77, kicks up some from seeing as he keeps his 1938 Ford sedan ahead of Mickey Rhodes during the Labor Day stock car race on the Daytona Beach road course. Littlejohn finished fourth in the event. And publicity stunts came along quickly as well. In 1921, pilot Stuart Davies and stuntman Lynn Walker succeeded in establishing an auto-to-airplane record for transfer record of 80 miles an hour with the assistance of race car driver Ralph Mulford in his page 666, Exxon Daytona Beach. Stock car racing was gaining in popularity before World War II shut down nearly all forms of racing. Here, Bill Frint Sr. leads the background on the North Turn or in this 1940 beach race. France ran fourth in the March race and won the July event. Joe Littlejohn, number seven, in the 1939 leads Roy Hall's number 1939 Ford off. Off the north turn of the Daytona Beach during a 160-mile stock car race. <coughs> Plenty of cars ended up in the Palmetto bushes, which is lining the Daytona on a beach road course. The first NASCAR-sanctioned race was held on Daytona Beach in 1948 for modified sportsman cars. Plenty of NASCAR fans and racers love dirt track racing, which often involves slides. Here, Paul Sanborn broadslides his Ford through the south turn of the northernmost original Daytona Beach road course in 1947. The winner of the first ever NASCAR-sanctioned race, National Points Race, was Red Byron, who was inducted into the, into the NASCAR Hall of Fame class in the class of 2018. Car owner Raymond Park 
mechanic red voke and driver red byron imposed next to the parts modified he took 1939 Ford stock car a team used to win the very first NASCAR sanctioned NASCAR. With the ocean in the background, Tim Flock crosses the start-finish line during one of the early races on the Daytona road course. A Daytona beach road course. Black Widows came to the beach in 1957. As a part of factory involvement with NASCAR racing, Chevrolet launched an operation in Atlanta where cars were built in district needed to select drivers. These cars were black and white 1957 Chevys, coined Black Widows. Drivers at the beginning of the season include Jack Smith, number 47, Buck Baker, Baker Speedy Thompson, Rex White, and Frankie Schneider. Now the famous look was, was back for the 2016-7500 throwback race with Jeremy Clements on in the back, Black Widow. <clears throat> the modern speeding week at Daytona International Speedway it hurt him back to NASCAR's early years. Here, modified sportsman cars run around a turn during 1953's speed weeks. Junior Johnson was particularly aggressive February 26, 1956 in Daytona, spinning his number 55 of the car twice to barreling and roll down, roll, barrel rolling down the beat after catching the sand the wrong way with his front wheels. Junior Johnson's 1956 Pontiac rolled several times down the beach. Oh my gosh. Junior Johnson escaped uninjured as Pontiac continued to roll. <laughs> Junior Johnson eventually crawled out the back window of his wrecked number 55 car. In the days prior to the building of Daytona Fan International Speedway, racing was conducted on the actual sands of Daytona. Huge crowds lined up the in the dunes when the cars roared down the beach straight away. Others were seeing corner wooden bleachers resand a lot on the inside perimeter of the beach road course. Paul Goldsmith drove Smokey Unix 1958 to victory in the final NASCAR stock car race in the sands at Daytona Beach. Okay, that, that took us some time, which... I'm, we're going to see if there are any things on Chasky. Yeah, we will find it. Alright. See. Alright. So, Santino Ferrucci joined Sam Hunt Racing for a limited NASCAR Xfinity Series schedule in 2021. It was announced today that 2019 Indianapolis 500 Rookie of the Year and 4th place 2020 Indy 500 finisher Santino Eno Ferrucci will join Sam Hunt Racing and Toyota to Racing Development to begin his transition from open wheel to NASCAR in the Xfinity Series. Ferrucci, 22, a former Haas F1 test driver and IndyCar competitor, will make his first NASCAR Xfinity start at Homestead, Miami on February 27th and will run the Liberty schedule focusing on mile-and-a-half tracks. Although a proven racer, the team's plan is to focus Ferrucci's development on oval track racing in 2021 in an effort to develop racecraft needed in a majority of NASCAR events. Ferrucci has yet to race a stock car of any time, having just limited testing in a super late model with Fury race cars at the end of 2020. Santino's passion and drive was apparent at the first time we sat together. Sam Hunt, team owner of Sam Hunt Racing, said, 
I had heard about him, seen some stories from Open Wheel, but waited to form my opinion until we spent some time together one-on-one. He's a great kid. He's passionate, and he's ready to learn the racecraft in NASCAR. He sits you lean, personally aware, and works hard for every sponsor and investor he has. I have no doubts that he'll be a strong competitor for just once he learns how, how these heavy cars drive and how these races run. We are all excited to get to work with him. Now, now let's see if there's some truck news. Jake Griffin to run dirt races for Rehum Brothers. Rehum Brothers Racing is delighted to announce that Jake Griffin will be running both the Bristol Dirt Race and the Knoxville Dirt Race in 2021 in the NASCAR Capable Truck Series. The agreement between Rehum Brothers Racing and Jake Griffin was signed just this past week. Both parties are eager to start off the year with this exciting I'm really looking forward to getting back behind the wheel in 2021. To have it for a Rehum Brothers Racing in the NASCAR Capable Truck Series at two of the most historic racetracks in the world. Well, you can't ask for too much of too more of an opportunity than that, said Griffin. In the two dirt races on the a NASCAR Campbell Truck Series schedule that Griffin is scheduled to run our Bristol Motor Speedway on March 27th and the Pinty's Dirt Truck Race on dirt at Knoxville Raceway on July 9th. Griffin is an experienced dirt racer and has multiple starts his name across the archive and NASCAR Campbell Truck Series where he last competed at 2019 in Eldora. His name's Jake Griffin. All right, see if there's any other. And, and GMS Racing announces its 2021 on Crew Chief lineup. Number two, we'll have Jeff Stankiewicz, number two, Lonnie One, on, which, is, which is Kevin Bono. Number, Jeff Stankiewicz is for Sheldon Creed. Kevin Bono Mannion is for Zane Smith, number 23. Jeff Hensley, Chase for Chase Purdy, number 24. Or Chad Walter for Raphael Sard, number 26. Charles Denick, Denick, Ike for Tyler Ankrum. And the number 21 ARCA team, Chad Bryant, who piloted crew chief for, for the for the ARCA entry, piloted by Jack Wood. <coughs> See if there's a... Alright. There's some... Alright. Alright. I'm gonna look at. Looking at the rules package for 2019. All right. All right, there's only. Only less than four minutes till this episode. E-NASCAR Coca-Cola iRacing Series 2021 details announced. Four new teams will join the E-NASCAR Coca-Cola iRacing Series 2021 as McLaren Esports, Elliott Sadler Esports, Space Station Gaming, and XSET join the, the championship for its 12th season. This series will also see an increased prize pool with a record 330000 on 
on the line. And for drivers uh, as part of this campaign, and 100,000 once again gone to the, the driver's champion. The new entries represent some of the biggest names in both real world racing and gaming. All four are well established in the Eastern world. McLaren is one of the most successful Formula One teams in history with 12 drivers' championships and eight constructors' titles. Sadler is a veteran in a more than 400 NASCAR Cup Series starts in this one of a, of a select few drivers with wins in all three national series. In all three national NASCAR series. Space Station Gaming and XX each boast premier teams in some of the world's leading MMO games. The 2020 E-NASCAR Coca-Cola iRacing season was the first with new title sponsor Coca-Cola and featured the, the previous largest prize pool in series history as well as a bevy of new teams. When the 20 race season concluded, it was one of those new teams taking the titles. William Byron Esports driver Nick Oninger topped all the championship four drivers in the final race. He's to score his first series championship. Ottinger needs a, a refresh to feel old for 2021. Now will feature nearly a dozen rookie drivers. All right. All right, so we're, so we're at the end of our time. Don't worry. We'll be returning, earning after I come I'm back from um dinner. Enter which we're going to in a bit. But see you guys, it's the first triple letter. Stick around. And it can come at any time.